tonight's topic, forgiveness. Right? Forgiveness. That, that has got to be very close to communication when it comes to relationships. Here's why. You've all read Romans, I'm assuming. You've all heard Romans chapter 3. We've all sinned. We've all short of the glory of God. Well, what that means then is that relationships are two imperfect people or more, right? If it's a family, it's three or four or five or six. My friend has, I think, nine kids and counting, right? So his family is 11 people. Uh, 11 people in a relationship. That's 11 imperfect people living together, having an imperfect relationship. So if it's imperfect people living together, having an imperfect relationship, I think you get the idea, right? You need to have forgiveness. We've got to have forgiveness. If, if that family's going to work, if that relationship's going to work, forgiveness has got to be there. I mean, if I, and I'm not going to, but if I asked you to pick one family member who either you have offended or has offended you in the past two weeks, it'd probably take you about half a second. Unless your family's perfect, in which case, next week you can teach about how to have the perfect family because that's awesome and I'll be here to take notes. And if I give you more time, you could probably fill up this piece of paper with a bunch of offenses from that same family member that's happened in the past four or five weeks. Right? Why? Not because they're a jerk, not because you're a jerk. Because we're imperfect. Thus the need for forgiveness. We, we, we have to forgive one another. I mean, think about it. You, you, you live together. You're, you're, even if your house is ginormous, it's still an enclosed environment. And so you're living together, and the years go on, and the years go on. And the, unfortunately, the, the offenses, they keep piling up, right? Because we keep getting offended over anything. Over being in the bathroom too long, over having to get up early, having to go to this that you don't want to go to, whatever it may be. So what do we do? What do we do? Hey, X, the good thing is, we don't have to guess. Right? God tells us. So I'm going to go to the book of Ephesians. If you want to go there too, either on your phone or in your Bible, peek over on your friend's book. Ephesians chapter 4. And we're going to use some different verses, but we're going to use Ephesians chapter 4 as kind of our starting verse and as kind of our back before this. So Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 and 32. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as, Christ, just as in Christ God forgave you. Man, there's, there's quite a list there to begin with. Right? There, there's quite the list there uh, of things that we need to get rid of. Bitterness, rage, anger, brawling. I mean, that's, that, you know, that's not a list that in, you go, well, that's, that's, that's some good stuff there. Brawling. I looked up the definition of brawling. I mean, I think we all know that brawling's fighting, but according to Webster and the internet and whoever else wants to define that word, brawling is usually fighting that's really loud. Now, that being said, I've never actually heard quiet fighting. I don't really know what quiet fighting would look like, um, but apparently there is. But brawling is supposed to be fighting that's obnoxious and loud. And, and I, hope, I don't want to hit too close to home with some of these, but I'm going to bet that you know families maybe you're a part of a family, that, man, it seems like the volume level in discussions and our heated discussions is at about a 9 out of 10 sometimes. You probably know families like that. Uh, you know, when you're at a school, I'll have students that will call their parents, um, and sometimes I can hear the parents. I'm not talking to the parents, but I might as well be because I can hear them on the end of the phone because they're talking so loud. Not because they're happy either, because they're upset, right? That's brawling, apparently, right? right, right loud fighting. It says get rid of rage, get rid of anger. 
Again, according to Webster, those words are somewhat redundant because you know what rage is defined as? Uncontrollable anger. So get rid of anger and get rid of your uncontrollable anger. You don't have to be a family psychologist or a family counselor to realize that, man, if we're in a family that's full of brawling and rage and anger and bitterness, that doesn't sound fun. I mean, right, even a teenager, again, you don't have to be a paid doctor, even a teenager could go, you probably should get rid of that stuff. It's not really good for your family. And, and that's what I like. I feel like the Bible, it's kind of blunt here. It doesn't just say, hey, work on those things. Hey, you know, it'd be good if those things were not present. It says, get rid of all, and then it lists it. You and I in our families, we're supposed to get rid of those things. And I don't think it's a suggestion. It's not, hey, you know what? If you have time, if you could get rid of some of that stuff, it's not really good. Just very bluntly, get rid of all that stuff. Get rid of all of it. I think you, right, I realize that you, I'm talking to a bunch of sons and daughters and brothers and sisters in this room, right? So you might, maybe you don't have a position of authority in your family, except like I'm the oldest child, of course I have authority. Yeah, I know. I had a great older sister who didn't lord it over, over me too much that she was the oldest child. Um, but I realize that, you know, I'm not talking to people in places of authority in their family. But you can still control you. Right? You can't control someone else's rage. You can't control someone else's brawling. But you can control your brawling. You can control your rage or anger. You can control your slander. Right? So, and definitely me, I am in a position of authority in my family. I can definitely help control that better as the husband and as the dad. Get rid of my bitterness or my rage. And, and I know they list bitterness first in that list, but I kind of feel... Bitterness comes about when you leave rage and when you leave anger and when you leave brawling in your life or in your family. Because what happens is, I know that in my own life, when I, when I get bitter at something, it's because I don't take care of anger. It's because I don't take care of any kind of rage or any kind of slander. All of a sudden, bitterness sets in. Now, I feel blessed both in my, my family now, the family I grew up in. I never had bitterness and I feel like bitterness is usually something where, yeah, I don't get rid of that anger, but just the mere sight, or the mere mention of that group or that thing brings about anger inside of me. Right? That, I mean, that's bitterness. And again, God says, get rid of that. Get rid of bitterness. Instead, he says, hey, God says, get rid of all that. But the Bible's not just a book of, hey, do not do this. Don't do this. Don't, don't, don't. It's also a book of, hey, do this. And, and, and he, and he tells the Paul, the Holy Spirit speaking to him, says, hey, replace all that stuff with forgiveness. Verse 32, right? Be kind, compassionate to one another, forgiving each other. Right? He wants us to replace that with forgiveness. Yes, because we should do that, one, because God tells us to. Right? That, that's, that's not a secret. God just says, hey, forgive people. But in reality... Why? Because it's going to make your family life so much better. Right? If, if brothers and sisters, if sons and fathers, our sons and parents, daughters and parents, husband and wife, if we would replace all those things and put in forgiveness, it makes family life, it makes those relationships so much better. Put that lid on really tight.
you know, as I was thinking back to my life, man, I feel blessed. Like I said, I didn't feel like I had to forgive my parents or even my sister because she was pretty good. But what, what if our family is not, right? What, how, do, how do we go about doing that, and, and what do we do? And first of all, okay, forgiveness. What does it even look like? What does it even mean? Forgiveness, we should forgive people. What, what's, what's the exact definition? Well, I think the first thing we do when we want to forgive somebody, we don't get even. Right? If, if, if we have to forgive somebody, that means someone's offended us. Maybe with their words. Maybe they said something, not just a slight insult, right? Maybe they really cut us deep with words. They actually did something physically to you. Maybe they actually took something from you, broke something, ripped something, destroyed something. Right? Forgiveness starts with not getting even with them. One sibling says something hurtful to the other sibling. Well, the first step in forgiveness would be not saying something hurtful back. It's easy, right? Okay, maybe it's for you, not for me. That's, yeah, that's not Mr. Hood. That's Mr. Hood. I'm, that's not John's strength at all. Um, I can remember one time, my, it's like the only thing I'd ever think of that my sister did to me, right? That's, again, I, I felt pretty blessed. Um, she, had, she was learning how to drive, had her license, pulled in the garage, hit my bike. Didn't do anything real bad to it. Ripped some stuff, broke some stuff, right? Well, the opposite of forgiveness would be find something of hers and break it or rip it. Um, I didn't. That was one of the few times I made a good mistake, right? But at its basic level, that's forgiveness. Not getting back at someone, not doing something to them just because they did something to you. But there's more, right? That, that's almost like just the base, base, basic level. In the book of Matthew, I think we see another aspect of forgiveness. Matthew chapter 5, verse 22. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to his brother, Raka, is answerable to the Sanhedrin. But anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger in the, of the fire of hell. So besides not being even with somebody, part of forgiveness is also taking away the anger we have in our heart or in our mind. Part of forgiveness is not being angry with somebody. Which, at least in my life, that's the hard part. Not getting even with somebody, that's usually pretty easy. But man, getting rid of that anger, that, that can be hard. Again, because it's family times, and you live with them, and it's not the first offense, it's the first offense of the day, right? That, getting rid of that anger can be hard, because maybe the anger is already still there from two days ago, or two months ago, or two years worth of anger. We want, to, we want to forgive them. We, we say, okay, I'm going to forgive them, but man, that, that anger's still there. You know, I think that's because forgiveness can be a process. We have to forgive. The Bible says to forgive, and, and we, sh- we, should, you know, we should forgive right away. But I think getting rid of that anger, that's a process. Again, if someone's hurt you for months, days, weeks, or years, that anger is going to take some time to just go away. I'm, with most of us, it's not going to happen overnight. Like I said, so my sister hit my bike. I really wasn't that angry, mainly because she said, hey, by the way, John, I'll pay to fix it and do all this, right? So if I was even a little bit angry, oh, she's going to pay to fix it? Okay, sweet, my bike's fixed. Okay, we'll move on. And it wasn't like she broke my bike all the time. I broke any of my stuff all the time. So what do we do with that, right? We have that anger. How do we deal with that? What do we do with that anger? How do we work on it? 
Well, I think we start by just words. Maybe, maybe they're to the person, maybe just to ourselves saying that, hey, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forgive them. It has to start there, right? I'm going to forgive John. I'll use my own name. I'm going to forgive John. Again, maybe we actually tell them that, or maybe we just say that in our own heart. But then where do we go from there? Well, right, we talked about it, right? Don't get even. Okay, I'm going to forgive them, so I'm not going to get even with them. But what else can I do? I still have that anger inside. Well, number one, pray. When I have friends that I know through usually non-church friends and don't have a prayer life, I'm always amazed that they get through life. I don't know how I'd get through life if prayer wasn't something that God created. So yeah, if we're dealing with anger and we, 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 we want to get rid of it, we can't pray to God about it. First of all, he already knows, so you're not telling him a secret. Right? He already knows you're dealing with anger. Just be honest with him. Talk to somebody. I've had friends that I've talked to when I've struggled, when I've struggled getting rid of anger in my life, I've, I've prayed about it, and I've talked to friends so they can talk me through it and they can pray for me. And then literally we actually have to work on it. Right? I can't just hope that my anger goes away. I have to take steps to, to, to actually work on it. You know one benefit of forgiveness? It puts you back in control of the situation. I had a pastor friend talk about one time that if we stay angry at somebody and we don't forgive them, we've basically connected our life to theirs. Because no one really wants to be angry. No one really enjoys anger. They might have been angry so long that they don't know anything different, but no one wants to be angry. Yeah, when we forgive, if we would forgive our sibling or, or somebody else, that puts us back in control of life. Which kind of shows us, you know what? Although it's nice when it happens, forgiveness is not dependent on an apology. Sometimes people are not going to apologize to you. If I ever wrong you, please make sure I apologize to you. But people aren't always going to apologize to you. But we still got to forgive people. In the book of Acts, we read about Stephen. Stephen is being stoned for his belief in God. It says he gets on his knees while he's being stoned and says, Father, forgive them. Huh? Forgive them for killing you? I'm pretty sure that while they were stoning Stephen, they didn't apologize. Hey, sorry, Stephen. Sorry about that rock I just threw at your head. I'm pretty sure they didn't apologize. He still forgave him. Your sibling wrongs you? Man, maybe you could forgive them even, even if they never apologized. And I was a little sibling. I was a little brother, right? So your little brother, little sister, you know, they annoy you for the umpteenth time. I did that all the time. I know. I know. You can forgive them before they ever apologize. How much should we forgive? Right? I mean, do I have to forgive a little bit? Do I have to forgive kind of a lot? Um, Matthew chapter 18. I won't go there, but Matthew chapter 18, uh, verse, verses 21 through 22. Peter says, hey, how much should I forgive? Should I forgive this much? Jesus says, no, 70 times 7. Now, by the way, Jesus isn't giving us a number. Oh, okay, so I have to forgive 490 times. Because he then goes into a parable, and it tells you, oh, we have to forgive and forgive and forgive and forgive, and it just keeps going. Right? Forgiveness never ends. So how much, we sh how much should we forgive? All the time. All the time. 
Let me take 45 seconds to talk about this real quick. Because sometimes in Christian world, we can get mixed up with what forgiveness means and what it, what it doesn't mean. You can forgive someone who's offended you. That doesn't mean you have to give them free access to your life all the time. Here's what I mean by that. This is just one example I can think of. Let's say I'm your brother, and I keep borrowing money from you, and I keep not paying it back. Yes, you have to forgive me. You do have to forgive me, but you don't have to keep loaning me money. Right? You have your own money to take care of. When you become you know, a, a single adult, when you become a wife or a husband or a mother or a father, you've got to look out for your family. You can't be loaning your deadbeat brother John money all the time if he's not going to pay you back. You, can, you need to forgive me, but you can put a boundary up and say, yeah, sorry, John, I, I, I love you, kind of. I've forgiven you a lot, but yeah, no more money. And that goes for a whole host of things. That we have to forgive, but that doesn't give people free access to your life. Again, just try to picture how important forgiveness is to our family. I mean, all we have to do is think about the opposite. What if, if we don't forgive, we just live in bitterness? Bitterness towards our siblings, bitterness towards our brother, our, towards our mom and our dad, bitterness to whoever. When you grow up and you get married, you live in bitterness towards your spouse. Right? And forgiveness, you know what? It's not just a commandment. You know what it also is? It's worship. It's actually a form of worship. I mean, look at the end of verse 32. Why do we forgive? Because God forgave us through Christ. Why do we love? Because God loved us first. So really, forgiveness, we don't do it just because God told me to do it. We do it because we're worshiping God. When you forgive someone who's wronged you, you're actually saying, God, I love you. Why? Because you're doing to someone else what God, gave, what God did for you and me. Right? I need a lot of forgiveness. I've sinned against, I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm old. I've sinned a lot of times in my life. I need a lot of forgiveness. And one of the best ways I can worship God in that way is by forgiving others. And for sure, no one's ever offended me the way I've offended God. With that, you know what something you need to do before you can forgive others? Accept God's forgiveness. I've worked with kids for way too long. That is like a huge stumbling block as they don't really believe God forgave them. Man, read the Bible. People did some atrocious things in there. Christ still died for their sins. They're still forgiven by God. You're forgiven by God. So, man, if you're struggling with forgiving somebody else, man, make sure you've accepted God's forgiveness. Just like our forgiveness, we need to keep doing it all the time. God forgives you all the time, so accept that. So we kind of, we, we have a next step, an application. So if some of the, le- I, I think rather than have some leaders pass out some cards. And part of this is going to wrap up your, your little three-week section here, your little, your little three-week journey on stuff. Okay, awesome, open them up here. And so we're, we're going to ask you to be bold here. Maybe there's someone you need to, you need to apologize to. I don't know if they're going to forgive you, right? That's between them and God. They should, right? Maybe there's someone you need to apologize to. So we have an I'm, we have an I'm sorry card. And you come up here, write a quick little note, put your name down, 
See, I'm sorry, right? Maybe there's, maybe there's a sibling. Maybe your brother or sister you need to apologize to. Maybe there's your parents you have to apologize to. Perhaps. Maybe, you'll, maybe you always listen to them. We have one of those. Tonight's topic, forgiveness. This one, maybe you don't give to anybody, but maybe you just need to talk to God about forgiveness and about how you need to forgive somebody. We have a forgiveness card where, again, maybe you're just going to write on this and just tuck it in your Bible. Maybe you're just going to write on this and look at it and, and, and pray about forgiving somebody. You know what? Maybe you have apologized to your, to your siblings and everyone. You're doing good there. Maybe at this point in time, yeah, you're doing well in forgiveness. Right? We're still talking about the family. We're still talking about how to help our family. We have another card here called the Let Me Help card. Maybe you write in this and talk to your little brother, your little sister, or your parents and say, hey, mom, dad, sibling, how can I help you this week? So b- before we go to small groups, we're just, if you want to come up here, I'll get out of the way. There's pens. There's pencils. You could grab one. Like I said, the, the Let Me Help card, the I'm Forgiven, I Want to Forgive card, the I'm Sorry card. Awesome. Let me close in prayer.